to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Come on! Hey, it's good to be back. Time to wake the bear with my my world-traveling friend, Ron Powers. Yeah, it's good to be back. That's for sure. It's uh, I just really appreciate the things of this great country. Uh, when you're without it for a while, you really notice the, the little things. And uh, But it was a great trip at the same time. So for those that don't know, I've been out for the last three weeks. Uh, I was in Malawi, Africa. And we stayed at a place called Nakota Kota along Lake Malawi, where we were outside of a village by about a mile or so. We'd walk to the village. And I had... 20 doctors and 10 dentists that I needed to take care of. When I say take care of, I had to get the the building prepared. We installed sinks the day before, um, power. We had all kinds of generators. We had to make mag shift uh, all kinds of, you know, plugs that fit and didn't fit and just whatever we had, you know, it was not, it wasn't easy. And, uh, but anyway, we did that and we supported them any which way we could. So it was a good, it was a, it was a medical mission, but it was for the glory of Jesus. I mean, we were all Christians and we were doing it to help strengthen the Christian church that's in that village because it's kind of half Muslim, half Christian. Although the Muslims there are not, uh, they're not militant or anything like that. They're, I, I think about a hundred years ago, slave trades came in and said, hey, you're either a Muslim or we're going to take you away. And so they're like, oh, we're Muslim. You know, so <laughs> that was what they did. So they they haven't read the Quran and, and and all that stuff. So it's pretty peaceful, but it was neat to see. Um, just, I mean, there were so many people that needed service. This is an underprivileged, under uh, serviced community. They had four thousand people that were treated in that one week. So that was good. Uh, people traveled four and five uh, hours, four and five hours just to uh, just to get treatment, and so. It just shows how much they needed it. In the whole country of Malawi, there's only 37 dentists, and we brought 10. So it's like, wow, a fourth of all dentists in uh, the country of Malawi has, uh, you know, were there with us. So uh, they were American doctors that came by. Anyway, it was a great time. It looks like uh, I lost connection with Brandon. I'm sure he'll be back in just a moment. But, uh, yeah, it was a great trip. I even... uh, I even took my kite board, went uh, kite surfing a couple mornings from 6 to 7 a.m. Uh, where I live, uh, you do it in the afternoon, not in the morning. So it was kind of an interesting experience. Uh, the sun was uh, bright red due to all the smoke and all the burning that they do in Africa. So it, it kind of had a different effect. Uh, it was hard to breathe, but uh, it was beautiful for pictures. Uh, but it was good. Another project that I did uh, was a personal project while I was out there. Is over the last year, I took The Chosen, which is an amazing series on Jesus and the apostles. And uh, so I was able to welcome back Brandon. I was <laughs> able you. to add subtitles to uh, The Chosen uh, season one. So I, I got to show those and I learned a lot from it. Uh, when I showed these movies late at night, the whole village would come out to watch it. Uh, everyone speaks to Chewa. But not everyone reads it. And those that can read are kind of at a low, you know, second, third grade level. And so there's a lot of big words in Shichewa and it's moving fast, you know, how subtitles can be. Uh, And so they kind of like, 
you know, I asked for feedback and they're like, that's eh, just not, uh, it's too fast for us. So I'm going to redo the whole project and do some dubbing. Thanks yeah. To- you're going to dub it though, right? Use some AI. If- yeah. The AI will do it before the AI it was virtually impossible to remove from a soundtrack to vocals. Uh, but now you can remove the vocals and it will fill in the background music and sound effects that were in the background and not miss a beat. So I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Uh, wow. so yeah, so that's well, what I had done. It's good to have you back. It's good to, um, man, I, you know, you're our technical guru. So you had, you had to train us before you left. And we, we, we pulled off a couple of shows while you were gone, but we it sure definitely feels like the ship is a little more stable when you're, when you're on board. So I appreciate you being here. Um, Hey, we got a big show tonight. There's a, um, there, this, we actually this year, um, this is our, our 104th show. So 52 weeks of the year. Uh, we have done this two-year anniversary of our show of uh, Wake the Bear Radio. You, uh, everybody knows that we started on KSEO Radio. We blessed them. Uh, we decided to move on to online. Um, we can kind of see we're hit, hitting more people that way. And uh, But, yeah, we've been doing this for two years, man, and uh, we got a big show tonight to celebrate two years. Um, apparently, uh, you know, you get you lose an F-35 uh, uh <laughs> jet and you uh, on your two-year anniversary of your show anyway <laughs> yeah weirdest thing how do you lose a jet you know it reminded me of that show uh dude where's my f-35 dude, or where's, where's my, my car, car? Yeah. Dude, where's my car which i where's never my saw 35 um there's a lot we're in the heat of the battle now and into two years and uh ron we've seen uh, so much go on i mean i i just kind of reminder you know i i was not aware of any of this these type of things um, three years ago, I, you know, as a pastor, I've never preached a political sermon once. I mean, other than, you know, a traditional, you know, love my country, 4th of July sermon here or there. Um, and, you know, when, during the lockdowns, I just smelled something was wrong. And I said, this is we they are lying to us. And it doesn't some some smells wrong. And I started researching for like 10 hours a day. We had our church shut down for a couple of weeks trying to be loving and kind to our neighbors, which is a good thing. Um, but we realized that the, the federal government weaponized our Christian goodwill uh, to control the population. And the, the three-letter agencies infiltrated our churches. And the NIH, uh, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Francis Collins, these guys infiltrated the big mega churches, the um, mega church me- and and they uh, they used Christianity and they used the Christian churches to propagate their propaganda um, to the masses. And uh, we went along with it. And I just, you know, I tell people all the time, you know what? Um, I repent. I was not I did not pray about shutting down our church. I just thought it was the right thing to do. I didn't get it till a couple of weeks later into it. And I said, no, we're, we're opening up and we're never shutting down again. And I learned my lesson, and they are, we will not never be sh- shutting again. And even if they try to bring the max mask mandates back, but the whole point I'm trying to say is, this this last three years woke me up, and that's what Wake the Bear is about. Is we're here uh, to wake up the masses, to wake up the bear. The bear is not Russia. The bear is California. If you see the California flag, there's the bear on it. The the Republic of California to wake the Republic of California up and to get us back in the fight we've turned over our institutions to godless um, children of disobedience and we have we have to take back 
um, the institutions that we, you know, Christians were called to be salt and light. We're supposed to be preserving salt preserves, light exposes, and the church has not done its job to expose evil and to preserve the culture. And so we're, we're in a world of hurt, but people are waking up now and wake. That's what wake the bears about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you shared that. There are people waking up. I'm seeing it every day, you know, just the way we uh, take in news. Now we're a little bit more critical of it. We, we question it. I mean, just the, the story you just said about the missing F 35, you know, the first thing that we do now is say, okay, how do you miss that? You know, how, how do you say it's missing? Because, you know, you have flight logs, you have radar, you Black have I mean, like monkey works, right? I mean, that, that sort of thing where they know where all the planes are and you should know exactly where it was, you know, if it went down, I mean, you should instantly know. And uh, so I find that really kind of questionable. Like, how do you lose that? And, and what, what an F-35 has the ability to bomb. You know, and I know that even Putin had mentioned something like, man, if you if you drop a bomb or if you give us if you give Ukraine a plane that's capable of dropping a bomb, that's uh, that's war work. You know, yeah. that's war talk. He said that's the red line. If America, if America gives F-16s or F-35s to Ukraine, uh, that is an act of war um, because it is able to carry a nuclear weapon. And uh, so that's, of course, why we haven't um, what we have given them is a bunch of tanks. And unfortunately, what we've done with those um, is basically just they've been just basically been target practice for the Russian army with their drones. If you don't have air support, you're just sending those poor Ukrainians to their death. And people who pretend like, oh, pro viva Ukraine, right? You're sending them up against a nuclear power that's way back bigger. And you're giving them weapons to fight enough to get destroyed, but you're not actually winning the war. And this is what General McGregor said on um on uh, Twitter X with, with Tucker. He was interviewed the other day. I encourage everybody to go watch that interview with uh, General Colonel McGregor. He says they have now 400,000 Ukrainian men have been killed. Yep. And he said the average life is what, four hours? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because you, you put those tanks out there, they know exactly where you're coming and going. There's surveillance. They can surveil the entire battlefield. They You move it all and they blow you right up. So, you, this guy Zelensky, he is not. He's talking about oh, seeing parents who are crying because they lost their sons. Dude, that guy sent these people to their death. Four hundred thousand of them. Oh yeah. And they even had a peace agreement that Boris Johnson came along and blew up. And and yep. and and uh, what's the other lady um, from? Uh, she's the uh, State Department, Victoria Newland. Oh, Newland, yeah. And then of course the Biden, you know. Obama, Obama during the Clinton. time with the coup. Yeah, they. This is all. This is all pre-planned. They were putting their assets into Ukraine for the last eighty years, and then they're going to wipe out all their men, and then come in there and rebuild it all the way they want it. This is the six 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 build back better plan that the cabal is pushing in Ukraine. Yeah, very sad to see. Yeah. So we'll keep our eyes open. Hopefully that F thirty five gets found. You know. Well, they just came a couple hours ago before we came on the show and said that they found a, a field where all the parts are, you know, blown a blown up, you know, debris field. If that's even true, I yeah. know. If that's yeah, even but, true, right? So, uh, most people are on there saying, "Hey, we don't, we don't believe this story. We don't believe you can just." I mean, how can you if, if, watch Lauren Boebert in a light, light, you know, a dark room get capture everything that she's doing, but can't keep control of an F thirty five? Or you, you, you can't, uh, what is the other one? 
you can't figure out if who whose cocaine was in the White House, but uh, you know, yeah, you can't, yeah, it's like, no, give me a break. They they got all the surveillance to know exactly what's going on. So that this is a big distraction. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know, and and that wreckage, if if they do in fact find some sort of wreckage. I'd, I'd look at that wreckage close. You know, I, I think of 9-11 with the field. What was that? Uh, Pennsylvania, wherever it was, you know, let's roll. You know, th- it's like the whole earth swallowed up that plane. There was no, you know, Parts. there was no like uh, wings and big fuselages and all that stuff. I mean, it was no just people. like, yeah, it, it's, it's just really questionable. It's not, it wasn't a traditional plane uh, crash, you know, the, the, the evidence of it let alone the Pentagon, but that's a whole nother story. And that was uh, last week's uh, coverage. So yeah, well, let's go on to what else is gone. You mentioned something about a Philadelphia judge earlier before we started. Uh, A Pennsylvania state judge ruled Monday that um, the, an election worker cannot sue the former president over statements he made sowing doubt into the 2020 election results while in office, finding the statements are protected by presidential immunity and that's when he made the whole, the entire claim. So this just destroys the, the you know the left's con- entire. Yeah, how can you prosecute? He says he's got immunity for everything that he said. You know. Yeah. So, so my my question is, what you know, what's going on here? Like, what you know, we I, I think we knew that from the beginning. I, I I actually think it's a play by the you know we've got a you know five D chess going on with President Trump and the. And the dark cats, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a, a plan and it's being uh, fulfilled right now. And we're seeing it, you know, and, and things get reversed exactly at the right time. Um, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, that decision that the judge had done. Yeah, yeah. That's a big deal. You know, another thing that really was, um, I don't know, comforting to say is, you know, Megyn Kelly did an interview with Donald Trump. Uh, recently this week and you know her tune has totally changed i remember when she was just like well as as trump would describe her you know he she practically had blood coming out of her eyes and wherever (laughs) else you know and and then they they instantly said oh wherever else must be down below and he was like you know later he's like well no i meant the nose you know but uh you know they were they were kind of at odds for a number of years, like eight years. Well, um, during the presidential debates, she just like gave him the riot act. She would not let him talk and she cut him off and she was just off. super nasty to him. And yeah. so you saw the recent interview. Tell us about that. Yeah, I, I didn't see all of it. Uh, I still have to finish it. But what I saw is pleasantly surprised. I mean, she would ask questions and, and sometimes tough questions, but uh, she just let him speak and she didn't. Um, I didn't see her like cut him off, didn't you know, see her try to challenge, like, that's not true. You know, that's misinformation or anything like that. It was, um, it was totally a different Ke- Megan Kelly, t- you know, from what I could tell. And, and even some of the other truth tellers out there that I listened to, uh, they, they reacted the same way. I, I know with the, and we know LT was just like, you know, she was, I don't know if her handlers changed or she's just been awakened and she's realizing, you know, that you better align with them because you're not going to be around if you don't. Um, but he was pleasantly surprised as well. And he's one that's very skeptical of people changing, you know, leopard in their spots sort of right. thing. So, um, but yeah, it was, um, it was good. It was I'm trying to remember one of the key questions. Um, 
that uh, well she did she did also say that i think in the same interview or at least one just before that that she is deeply regrets getting the vaccine so she's she's repented about that and she's repented that she was was pro you know so so anti-trump you know Uh, did she go full full maga no of course because she's got to have some neutrality there um but right it's really interesting i don't know the phenomena you saw the recent one with meet the press probably as well you know I, w- I was watching that one and Donald Trump just kicks butt. He just shreds the new li- meet the press lady. And it's yeah. interesting. They keep doing these things with him where they keep giving him a town hall with CNN or, you know, meet the press, MSNBC. And it's almost like, and they get the person ready to go to really just attack him. And then and he cuts or they cut, he cuts them off. Or he, she, or she cuts, she cuts him off. And then he goes, Hey, why are you cutting me off? Well, if you let me speak and he just calls them on their crap, he doesn't like, yeah. And then he's like, "Hey, you know, I don't understand why you and others will just defend, you know, Biden." And then, and then, and, and they try to like cut him off and go to the next subject. And he's like, "Well, wait, wait, let me just finish here." And it, yeah. he does not let her. It's just there's no way to control him. And and then of course what happens is the mainstream media goes, "I can't believe CNN. I can't believe MSNBC yeah. would give that horrible, wretched man a vo- voice." Well, they did it trying to attack him. But then it went backfired because he just destroys them. And then they say, oh, it's so horrible that they did it. And then they attacked their own because it didn't go the way they wanted to. Yeah. And you see it really clearly. That's what's going on right now. Uh, is yeah. they, they, they just can't get an interviewer tough enough that can tre- shred in them. And I'm thinking to myself, of course, you've got the, the art of the deal guy right sitting in front of you who was a, a television reality star. Like, yeah. He's going to shred nobody who you put in front of him. Yeah, he knows what to say. I mean, he's dealt with, you know, his upbringing, developing New York, he had to deal with a lot of people, a lot of rough and tough people, you know, and and he knew how to carry himself in that. You know, in that interview, one of the early questions that I thought was a good one was she said, do you think all these indictments that are looking like they're going towards Biden is going to help his poll numbers like it helped yours? You know, and and I think uh, President Trump really answered that well. He's like, doesn't really matter about any of that stuff. Just look at his record. I mean, he is absolutely a catastrophe for this country. And then he goes down the list, you know, the high the high prices, the inflation, the pullout of Afghanistan, you know, the debacles. And he says, that's, he's just, and besides being guilty of these things, he is guilty. I mean, you know, but uh, just, just go off of his record. So no, there, it's not going to help him at all where in Trump's case, it helped him because everyone knew, hey, this is, you know, why would you knock a guy that made this economy so well, the country well? He did everything well. I mean, we were at the best of everything. And um, and so, I don't know, I, I really liked his answers because when she would ask that question, it just opened up a field of things that he could talk about and he took advantage of it. So he's a good interviewer. Yeah. I really uh, was impressed. Yeah, he, so. he yeah he just he shreds them he, he, when they're just trying to make him look bad they can't they can't when they let him talk he just talks about the right things and then I love it how they always say things like well fact checkers said independent fact checkers said and it's just like this general abyss of you know does anybody out there still trust the independent fact che- fact checkers that are funded by George Soros probably not right I mean, especially, especially when Facebook told us right from the get go that well I, I, in one of their actual court cases mark zuckerberg said yeah well these are just the opinions of our people here <laughs> they're like yeah we knew that but thanks for actually saying it in a court case and proving it you know yeah yeah well you know uh, there was another part in that interview 
where he actually leverages even mentioning uh, Putin. Yes. Uh, so Putin had just had just uh, said something like the day before, and he was already, you know, already taking advantage of it. So I, I want to just show you the clip real quick. Oh yeah, show uh, that. That's, that yeah, was great. I thought it was good. Here we go. As far as the prosecution of Trump is concerned, this is good for us in today's conditions because it shows the rottenness of the American system, which cannot pretend to teach others about democracy. All that is happening with Trump is the persecution of a political rival for political reasons. And this is done in front of the public of the United States and the whole world. As far as the prosecution of. Yeah. So, I mean, I just thought it was very interesting how, uh, you know, even even what people would consider our enemies is they see right through this this whole thing as well. You yeah. know, he, he's basically saying, hey, he's being prosecuted because he's the opposition. And these people have these people, meaning the United States, have no uh, standing in telling others how to, you know, run a democracy because they're not. We're not. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, you know, it's like uh, people if soon as you make any mention of Putin or say anything positive about that, people just jump on you. Oh, you're 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 pro-Russian. You're pro-communist. You're pro-Putin. Yeah. Anybody who knows Wake the Bear knows we are not pro-communist. We are right. not pro-Russian. <laughs> like the only thing is that we realize that when there's years and years of history in a war, that you have to go back and find out how what's been going on in the history leading up to that moment to understand the war at all. And most Americans had no idea that Ukraine was even a place. Until like two years ago. And and Google wants you, when you sign on to use your video, we you unequivocally support Ukraine. And you have to click that before you can even use Google. Like they are brainwashing the American people to think, oh, this is just a nice country. They've been so good. There's no problems there. And then all of a sudden, I know where Putin just attacks them. Like, no, if there's two people fighting, go, go listen to both sides of the story. It's very biblical. One side, one side seems right until you listen to the other side. And then you go, okay, now let's get to the bottom of this. But the American people have been brainwashed and 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 gaslit in a psyop to make us believe through our movies that that everything about Russia is bad. Now, granted, in the Cold War, there was a whole lot of reason for why we they were bad. They were our enemy. But the after the the, the Berlin Wall fell, after the there was the, you know the the Stryka, the new the new openness. And now, and they became much more democratic. There's a whole lot of now. Is Putin a good guy? No, he worked for the KGB. He's a really bad guy. He's, he's a murderer. But, but you got to be able to work with murderers and show them strength to keep them from doing what they want to do. And and Putin loves his kids just like you do. Like he loves his people. He doesn't want to slaughter them. So he's not going to go in and and do that unless it's the only last thing that can be done. And I really believe that's what's gone on is with the. The bioweapons labs that are there because Russia built them. They knew they were there. 16 of them. And Victoria Newland said they're there. The, yep. But she said, oh, they're 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 biological labs. Labs. Yeah, bioweapon labs. Yeah. Research. Right. And but then, we're concerned know, if they get in the hands of the Russians. Because right. Because what, what are you concerned about if they're not yeah. dangerous? Right. Yeah. And then and then the other one that was clandestine that showed us that. And then they blocked him off of Twitter and everything. Took them all off. And he proved it with, uh, with receipts beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's true. And then, of course, what's Putin's big deal? He said, you know, for, there's 12,000 Russian-speaking civilians that have been slaughtered over the past eight years and, and by, by Nazis, like Azov Battalion, actual 
you know, yeah. you know, swastika bearing Nazis. carrying Nazis. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, it's we were so weird. You know, the media and the left wants to paint anybody who's a Christian as an ultra right MAGA supporter as a Nazi fascist, and they're the ones actually sending billions of dollars to actual Nazis. Yeah. Well, you know, the, th the thing is, is it's critical thinking. How do you do critical thinking? And, and you did mention the, the Bible talking about, you know, one side seems right until you hear the other side and that we're to hear both sides. And, you know, we don't we don't get that anymore. We're not taught that we're taught, you know, this is the authority and just trust us. And the scriptures clearly say that, you, you know, a matter is established with you know three or more witnesses but also to look at both sides. These are good practical things for critical, you know, so Putin, yeah, KGB guilty of killing things, but you know what, are there anything that's that, or is there anything that's true that's coming out of his mouth? Well, I listened to his speech, uh, you know, a number almost a year ago, I think maybe six months ago. And he talked about defending the, the family. You know, he talked about, he quoted uh, the scriptures he quoted Jesus. He said Jesus, the name Jesus, even. I mean, who who says that in our presidential, you know, outside of Trump? I don't think any president has said the, the name Jesus. But, you know, so he he's saying, you know, that he wants uh, family values. You know, there's a one man and there's one woman. There's nothing in between. We don't believe that there's more sexes, you know, like the West is doing now. And And, you know, after listening to it and I thought, Okay, I see that, and that seems to be truth to me, and it's uh, you know Bible affirming. And then I see you know Biden, and he's hiring just about every alternative you know type of person you could have, you know, and nothing traditional anymore. And it's just like, hmm, you know, maybe we should really uh, you know judge by the the fruits and the current fruits. Right. And so you know, I, I'm not saying he's great. I don't know enough about Putin. But what I do know is there is some good. He is holding to values, and, and he recognizes that uh, biblical values is what holds the nation together, holds the family together. And he made it very clear. Yeah, and, and, and I, again, let me say, I, we're not for pro-Putin pro, pro or pro-Russia, not, not at all. They need to be held accountable for their atrocities just like any other country. But to say that we're 100% clean in this when we're actually pouring billions of dollars and having it laundered by a guy who – is you know the, the the actor Zelensky who became the president who is actually playing a part for the deep cabal and he's laundering money which we know he's doing and he's laundering it back to the Democratic Party through um, Sam Bankman Fried and other people used through cryptocurrency we know that it's a massive laundering going on and so the the key here is is that let's look at the nuance, not just jump to one side. And when Putin says, hey, America, you got these problems, we go, well, you, with all of the transgender garbage that's going on in our schools, we're certainly giving them, you know, Russia, a lot of ammo against us. Like, let's, let's don't do that because it's wrong, but let's definitely don't do it also because it's giving our enemies ammo against us. But of course, you know, the liberal uh, direction is just continuing. So, yeah. Well, that was good. It was a good interview. I'm glad Putin was uh, mentioned and, you know, Trump took advantage of that. And of course, the uh, mainstream media went crazy on that. You know, they're saying, see, look, he's in with Putin. You know, yeah. Matt Al, I think, was saying something like. Yeah, you know, well, and they tried to, to tried to, to tried to prove collusion for years and years and years and couldn't find it. 
and, and I think that they just they just they just know that Trump has got their number and he knows that they're they're planning to go to war with Putin. That's what I'm worried about. The F-35 is that, you know, like I said, yeah, is that, 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 that it, it sounds like a story, uh, a false flag story presented to create detention with directly with another nuclear power could enter us into World War Three. And uh, that is if you don't if you're not, if that doesn't bug you at all, then you are not awake. Um, that there's a chance that that's what's going on. And I, and I hope that's wrong. I'm hoping I'm, I'm hope I'm not jumping to any early conclusions, but it, I'm, you can kind of, after you, you see the pattern of evil and what are, you know, what parts of our government are wrong, are evil and what they're doing, you kind of start to see their, their MO and they kind of show their hand because, you know, remember they were planning on doing this over 16 years and they sped it up because Hillary Clinton lost. So now they have to do all the same things faster. And when that happens, the average person goes, man, this, this looks a lot like, like there's a pattern here, you know? And, and of course we're seeing those patterns and, you know, and, and pointing them out early. And of course, a lot of the times the patterns are right. And if all you need is a couple months to see that your conspiracy theory friend was actually a realist theory friend, you know? So. Right. You know, it's, it's all related. That's what I'm starting to see. It's mm -hmm. just all related. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, as we're talking about Zelensky and all this stuff is, you know, just this week with the inquiry of, uh, you know, to impeach Joe Biden, um, Scott Perry, actually, you know, he talked about it and he was very clear because, you know, some reporter is saying, is this going to be political revenge? You know, at the, the Republicans coming. Let me let me play uh, yeah, a play clip this. real quick. Inquiry of Joe Biden and prove that today isn't just about some of you. Oh, I don't know. McCarthy for the sake of enacting political revenge. Uh, Th this isn't about political revenge. We have the bank accounts. We can see, ma'am, you can see that the homes that the Bidens own can't be afforded on a, on a congressional or Senate salary. You also understand that it's not normal for family members to receive millions of dollars from overseas interest. Those things aren't normal. That's not normal to have 20 shell, shell country, companies. These things are not normal, and it alludes to not only just widespread corruption, but money laundering, if not influence peddling itself. And we also have the president, the vice president at the time on record saying that the prosecutor was fired. Well, son of a bitch, the prosecutor was fired, right? Because the prosecutor was going after the, the company that his son was working on. That's what we have. If you can't see that, if you are, if you are that blunt, look, I'll turn it over to the attorneys. Yeah. You're so that blind. We don't see any evidence. No evidence. What are you talking about? No evidence. No, ev you know, that's what's going on. Yeah. And you know what he's referring to is that famous uh, speech that is not a speech, but, you know, Biden's sitting down and he's talking about it. I actually have that real quick, just as a reminder yeah. for those. Just remind who people what, what, what Biden actually said. He was actually doing the thing that they tried to impeach Donald Trump for doing, but he actually was doing. No, it. actually, they tried to impeach Donald Trump for asking about it. Right, saying, "Hey, nope. can you look into this? It looks really bad." That's what he said. He said, right. "Here, uh, here's what uh, Biden. This is what uh, Scott Perry is referring to." Council on Foreign Relations. Over convincing yes. our team, our others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the twelfth, thirteenth time to Kiev and. Uh, and I was going supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from 
uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to the press conference. Said, "No, nah, I said I'm not going to, or we're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Right. Someone who wasn't. Someone who's solid, more like someone who's bought and will do exactly what I want. You know, right. that's really what it is. But, you know, right there, you know, the pride, you know, pride comes before a fall. Oh. And I think I when I first saw that the very first time I said, "Man, look at the pride coming out of that guy!" You know, right. he's sitting back, his legs yeah. crossed, and he's like, oh, "I got about six hours, and if that's not done by six hours, you're not getting the money." Yeah. You know, like, you know, give him a call. I just came across really prideful, and it's very interesting how pride comes before the fall, and you know, and we do it to ourselves a lot. You know, we get a little prideful, and we start boasting, and it's just like. Man, that was right open. And so when President Trump saw that, he literally, in his phone call uh, to Zelensky, he said, you know, I saw this interview. It looks like, uh, you know, Biden had had bribed or, you know, had blackmailed you. Yeah. And he said, you know, you ought to look into it. It looks really bad. He blackmailed your country. He blackmailed your countryman who was the last president. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And, you know, um, and it, what was it? Victor uh, Shenko was the investigator mm-hmm. uh, or Shokin. I'm sorry, Shokin. Uh, Victor Shokin. And so he was just doing I, I believe he's doing his job, you know, and he was looking into Burisma and Hunter Biden was on the board there. And so if if Hunter Biden is doing all this laundering of money and things like that, well, it's going to come out. And so you have to get rid of that investigator. You got to stop it. And I believe that's why. And there was even uh, even himself, uh, Victor Shokin, you know, just this week uh, said, yeah, I believe I was fired because of Joe Biden. Right now. Actually, I actually have a little clip for that. I just thought. Well, when you get that while you get that clip up, I just want to point out, you know, that this this is a pattern. This is, you know, they've they've been. I want to encourage people to go watch uh, Oliver Stone's film, uh, Ukraine on Fire. If you want to understand yeah. the history of the battles that have been going on and the Americans' involvement, the Americans setting up a pro-Western government, which I'm for a pro-Western, pro-democracy, democratic government, but not for doing – the ends don't justify the means, and there's been a lot of evil that's been done, and they've been building up Ukraine and, and uh, dropping assets in it for you know, 50 years to, to, to have this – happen and it's like a plan so anyways go for it yeah yeah it's true to victor shokin who's living a humble life right now basically living on their their (laughs) version of social security who was fired by joe biden so we sat there through an interpreter you can never do it live and i asked him the questions i think that everybody wants to know what were you doing how did you get fired how do you feel i asked him too why do you think you were fired after all he was asked by Prashokin, president at the time, to come out of retirement to clean things up. Here's what he said destroyed his life and why he was fired. Listen. 
I do not want to deal in unproven facts, but my firm personal conviction is that, yes, this was the case. They were being bribed. The fact that Joe Biden gave away $1 billion in uh, U.S. Uh, money in exchange for my dismissal, my firing, isn't that alone a case of corruption? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why Zelensky has Biden by the, you know, by the private parts. Yeah. Zelensky's going, yeah, if you don't give me more money, then guess what? I'm going to I'm going to expose all of this. And so Biden is doing it every time. It's like Zelensky's like, hey, I need more money. Oh, and by the way, I'm not even going to have a vote. There's going to be no vote in this democracy that we're establishing unless you give me more money so I can pay to have people vote. And he's just yeah, he, he's totally going full mafioso on our president so you've got you know china that's got him by the private parts and ukraine that's got you know th uh, this president is a complete disaster and he was installed he was not voted in and you, all you out there are finally going yeah yeah you're right uh i i i can't, I, I, I didn't want to admit it but you're right this this was a f election was stolen yeah and that's and that's what's coming i mean that's what they're getting they're finally they have to let it play out right in front of you to see how bad it is so that you, the people in the middle who are not awake will finally come awake. And then when they give you all the evidence straight forward, you're not going to be blindsided by the ma mainstream media lying to you and say, Oh, that's fact checker said the fact checker said, that's not true. In fact, and you're going to, no, 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 I don't, I don't think I believe your fact checkers anymore. Mr. You know, Mr. Media got mogul, you know? So. Yep. Yeah. This is, I mean, I believe it's all according to plan. You know, how do you get a public to actually hear the evidence? Well, I think that's what's happening right now. You know, as this works against Trump, as far as this indictment, people are like, oh, yeah, Trump's guilty. I cannot wait to see, you know, the court case. And I'm going to watch it on television because they think he's going to get decimated. They think he's going to lose and they want to be their front row seat to see their arch enemy, Donald Trump, thrown in prison. And so. That's so they're highly motivated, but what better way to get them to listen? Because they wouldn't, if they had any inkling of what, how it's really going to go, the real evidence and all that stuff, they would not even give it any time of day. They would continue to binge watch their Netflix movies mm -hmm. and, you know, just concentrate on work and school and whatever else is in life. And, and so they ignore it. But if they think they could, they taste blood, they think they could see them fall and that's their, uh, their dream. They're going to sit and watch. And for the very first time, they're going to see evidence presented in living color right in front of their faces that is undeniable in a court of law. And it's going to be amazing. So that's what I think is happening. And I think that's the best way to wake up the public is to get them to tune in. I got to watch this. You know, we're not talking about preaching to the choir. We're talking about people that do not like Trump. They are the ones that need to to be woken up. They're the ones that need to be, um, well, to have their eyes opened. And so they'll hear the truth and it'll be, it'll be great. So that's what I think is happening. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, I, I think that the, we're, we're watching a, a movie kind of like we're, we said before. And I do think that it's really to wake, wake Americans up to become Americans again. I mean, our founding fathers fought a revolutionary war, uh, to get the freedoms we have. And we, because we came about them so easily and so freely, we, we think that, you know, th you know we, it's, uh, there's this phrase they say, you know, 
great good times make soft men you know great times make yeah. soft men soft men make hard times right and yep. then and then hard times make hard men so we we haven't had a, a a difficult time for a while and there's this principle going back to the time of rome that basically says um that bread and circuses are how you keep the the masses from revolting um, i think it was cicero marcus tolilius cicero actually said something like that and he said you know the bread and the bread and the uh, circuses weren't actually all that evil, but it was the fact that you could actually get people bread and circuses per se, but it was the willingness of the people to sell their rights as free men for full bellies and the excitement of the games, which would serve to distract them from other human hungers, which bread and circuses can never appease. This is what wake the bear is about. My friends, we are in the process of waking you up because you have been your tummy's been full and you've been watching a whole lot of football and you know you're or the latest Netflix and you fit you don't remember how what it what it takes to maintain freedom and you know Ronald Reagan said freedom is only one one generation away from extinction so yeah. we have to we have to fight but we're seeing it right now we're seeing the change I, I really believe we're seeing the change and uh, you know there it, these things are coming out you, you just like the two videos you just played here's another one I want to just play this one um pull this one up for a second this one is um matt gates okay so oh, he, yeah. he so remember remember we covered this entire battle um i think wasn't it like 17 rounds of of non-votes and then on the 17th round matt gates it's gets up and was it 15 okay it was it seemed like well what's interesting about it was that uh, q had a post about 15 rounds and then and you know, it was interesting because it was 15. Yeah, it was at 15 rounds. Okay, well, the, it goes back to a Q post, which is interesting. Um, yeah. So here it is. Matt Gates is uh, – now, you remember, I, I think one of two things is happening. McCarthy is dirty, and he has – he's been such a swamp creature for so long, and he's made backdoor deals with so many Democrats that he won't pull the trigger and investigate Biden. So literally, Gates and the Freedom Caucus have to call him out to get him to do what he promised to do. So watch this. On this very floor in January, the whole world witnessed a historic contest for House Speaker. I rise today to serve notice. Mr. Speaker, you are out of compliance with the agreement that allowed you to assume this role. The path forward for the House of Representatives is to either bring you into immediate total compliance or remove you pursuant to a motion to vacate the chair. We have had no vote on term limits or on balanced budgets as the agreement demanded and required. There's been no full release of the January 6th tapes. As you promised, there has been insufficient accountability for the Biden crime family. And instead of cutting spending to raise the debt limit, you relied on budgetary gimmicks and rescissions so that you ultimately ended up serving as the valet to underwrite Biden's debt and advance his spending agenda. Mr. Speaker, you boasted in January that we would use the power of the subpoena and the power of the purse. But here we are, eight months later, and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. That's how you know that the rushed and you know, somewhat rattled performance you just saw from the speaker isn't real. At this point during Democrat control over the House of Representatives, they had already brought in Don Jr. three times. And we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. 
power of the subpoena and power of the purse. Only thing the 118th Congress is known for at this point is electing Kevin McCarthy speaker and underwriting Biden's debt. And unfortunately, there's only one of those things we can remediate at this time. Power of the purse. Our leadership right now is asking us to vote for a continuing resolution. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I. I I did not realize how much Kevin McCarthy has failed, you know, failed us until seeing that. When I saw that, I was just like, wow, there's a whole list. I had no idea. You know, the the uh, subpoena, that was a big one. You know, it's like, yeah, isn't that supposed to be happening? And right now, it looks like he's doing some good decisions, you know, against Biden. Like, hey, we're going to do an inquiry. But I think what it is, is that, the Democrats are like done with Biden. They're like, okay, we need to get rid of them for 2024. Right. And now they're giving permission, basically. And then he's following through now. So he looks good, but he's not. I think he's, uh, you know, all those failed things that he, Matt Gates, Gates has gone down is definitely, uh, you know, eye-opening. Yeah. And, you know, and the, what it's happening right now, too, is that, you know, there this for that Freedom Caucus, the people in California, the people in, in the United States, you know, Freedom Caucus, the people in America are waking up. We are seeing patriots becoming Christians and Christians becoming patriots. And I say that often, but I really believe it's true. And, and, and I also want to prophesy it true because <laughs> I want to say I, I want to declare it because I really want to call patriots to become Christians. Turn your life back over to Jesus. Yeah, you're conservative, but you don't know Jesus. You're not protected from the demonic forces that that are out to, to destroy you. And, yeah. and and Christians, you need to become patriots again. You need to remember what it's like to be American. What 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 you know? And that's one of the things I've been focusing on, going back to the history of the Amer you know, American Revolution and all the sermons that were preached. I was reading in a book today about uh, sermons that were preached called election sermons. They actually preached a sermon to the Congress right after elections, reminding them that Romans. Uh, in, in the chapter in Romans that that their job is to do good and to punish evil. And when mm. they fail to do that, they no longer are a minister of God, but they are a minister of Satan. And the, yeah. the, the, the sermons preach that to the, the Congresses and they understood that they're, they, you know, how, what sacred job they had. And it was unto God and it was unto the, you know, and it wasn't just any God. It wasn't atheism. It wasn't Islam. It wasn't Satanism. It was the Judeo-Christian God and the Lord Jesus Christ. These sermons were preached to. So what's happening now is that the, the people are finally waking up. And I actually went to a group yesterday, yesterday actually, there was, and it was covered in, uh, by this guy, Max Chun, who you know, attacked basically this group of people. But it was called Calling All Parents, and it was put together with five different organizations and um, it, it basically families are saying, you know, we've had enough of this um, liberal uh, garbage that's being pumped into our schools, the, the, the pro uh, gay and lesbian transgender agenda and, and projecting it over minors. And we got, we're going to stop it. We're going to elect people that are going to come against it. And basically they were saying, you know, that the, the smallest unit of the democratic, you know, representational government is the school board. It's the smallest unit where you, where you can you can actually make a difference in your city. And so people running for school boards, people fighting back, people calling, going to meetings and showing up and, hey, yeah, you're going to miss a Monday night football because it's on Monday night. Or you're going to miss a Thursday night football because it's on Thursday night. You know, I, I'm not I don't mean to bash football. I love football. My daughter is way into it right now. But I but I, you know. I'm, I'm going to miss a game here or there to go to the, my daughter's school and say, listen, you're projecting a lifestyle over innocent, young, impressionable young people 
and and you're 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 telling them this is a normative lifestyle. And what's happening? Uh, Five thousand increase in students who say they are non-binary now, because you know why? Because advertising works on adults just like it works on kids, right? If it works on adults, of course it works on kids, right? And you're advertising that this, this that, that maybe, oh, you, you play with dolls and you, you might really be a girl. Oh, you play with trucks, you might really be a boy. And, they're, and then they're pressuring people. I mean, I got to see um, Chloe Cole talk about how they pressure her at age 10 and rushed her along to giving her, um, because she was a tomboy and she was having some internal you know, mental conflicts that her, her counselors led her in, you know, into, um, into believing that she was really a boy and then started binding her chest, finally had her, her breasts removed, a double mastectomy. And parents are finally saying, no, this no, no more of this. And even if my kid is not in your school, not in my city and not in my town and not in my state, is this going to happen anymore? And parents are standing up and saying, this is evil and we're calling it out. So, they, you know, of course they got tacked. That was just yesterday. The, the, the paper came out today by this guy, Max Chun and Lookout Santa Cruz. Controversial parents rights groups, Moms for Liberty, participated in an event in Watsonville this weekend. Who were they? And they go through and they just shred these parents. Oh, 50 people. No, it was actually like 125 people that were there in Watsonville. And, and then they quote you know, this guy down here from um, LGBT group. And, it, and they're saying, oh, they're, you know, they're, they're hate, they're a hate group. These people are hateful because no, it was the most loving, gracious event. And it was just saying, we love people. We love children. And so we're going to fight for them. And, and you know, just because you want to fight for that, which you love, doesn't make you a hateful person. So, and it's interesting because too, California has passed all these bills in the, one of the speakers says, please just call Gavin Newsom's office and tell him that to, to veto AB5 and AB665 and AB 957 and AB 1078, all of these bills are designed to take children away from if the if a child has a custody battle between a parent, if one of them decides that they they want to affirm the opposite gender, they get preference. And that's used as a wedge to pull kids away from parents and give them to the one who wants to mutilate their bodies and give them hormones treatments. So I just want to encourage people out there right now, go and call Gavin Newsom on his phone and veto AB5, AB665, AB957, AB1078. Like, get in the battle, folks. Don't let them pass bills that make mut genital mutilation of your children acceptable practices like you've got to stop and they'll say oh well the bills don't talk directly about gen genital mutilation no but they open the door to actually let uh, administrators take custody from kids so that they can bring them down this very slick path and so i you know i'm obviously passionate about it i went to it i heard the speakers it was fantastic and it was of course attacked by the liberal media right away the next day and lies the, this whole article is full of lies and calling people haters when all we're trying to do is protect kids whom who, who used to be that used to be a big deal in, in America and in California. Yeah. You know, uh, I had a friend that actually sent me a, a post. This is what it looks like when a parent gets really active um, in fighting that for their kids. So let me just show you that one. Wait, wait. Not, what are you doing? Not, not, oh, not. Okay. I'm not paying you. I'm Mom. not paying my taxes. Money, get out, support, of get out of this type of now. Why do you have this hanging? And why do you have this hanging?
hang it up. It is part, part of the students. Yeah. No, it's not part of anything. Mom. That is uncalled for. Mm. We are paying you to teach history. Okay. And that's what you need to be teaching. Excuse me. This is a public school, oh little lady. God. You are excused. You are to you cinematography. No, no, no. This needs to go exactly where it is. In the no. garbage. You need to go in the no. garbage. I'm teaching my oh, son God. to grow up to be a man. And I don't want you hanging up right. flag. I'm calling security. Hanging a flag up for you to sit up there and teach them the type of stuff I'm trying to keep them away from. I told you it would happen. I told you. No. I told you somebody you can't gonna get mad. You need to be teaching history. No, you need to be. Anyway. <laughs> I, mean, I, I told you that's that great that's a great video I, I i wonder if not if that wasn't much uh, kind of staged but um certainly i hope it hope it was real but if it wasn't it still point points the you know to the point well that, that's kind of what needs to be you know i mean it was a history class right and yeah they got you know, the trans flag over the over the map like covering the map yeah exactly you know i mean our schools need to be teaching what they were supposed to be teaching, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic, and they become social, you know, engineering centers. And um, anyway, I, I hope that's real. I just, I, I feel like, you know, that's what it takes a parent to go in there, just march right in and say, you are not doing that. You know, uh, I wish, I wish the church had a little bit more backbone in that area as well. You know, even if it's half of that, you know, just outside something, uh, rather than saying, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to offend, you know, because, you know, Ephesians says that uh, have nothing to do with the deeds of darkness, but rather expose them, you know, and whatever that is, you know, I mean, we have the uh, the BLM or they, you know, what is it? 1619 project, you know, that uh, talks about the white man taking over and, and all that stuff. And, it, you know, it's just really messed up history for a lot of kids. They have no idea. And so. Yeah, uh, here's a clip from our, our buddy, and we know LT. I mean, just uh, look at this. This is which witchcraft is becoming more mainstream. It's actually in the you can actually see an article or not an article, a whole magazine dedicated to witches in the airport, right? So you can go and yeah, and you've got churches that are bringing in these LGBTQ, these trans clowns and putting it in a church service, okay? And then you're having this at a school. My six-year-old, second day of school, my sixth day, I teach middle school with trans shirts on, trans rights. I mean, they're basically advertising to these children that these are the trans people are cool and superstars. And, of course, everybody wants to be one now. This is a church in Dallas, Cathedral of Hope, had a very special appearance by the degenerate pedos of perpetual indulgence, this AM, because the drag sun the drag Sunday or some such. I can't even imagine walking into this circus, much less at a supposed place of worship. How much more of this cult's madness will it take for people to wake up? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how culture is taken over. Uh, you know, the churches were supposed to influence culture, not culture influence the church. You know, it's very interesting. We started off with uh, talking about the Megan Kelly interview and one of the tough questions that she did ask, I don't know if it was a tough question, but she was saying, you know, what's your position on, you know, transgender and has it changed from before? And President Trump, you know, he said, well, I, you know, I, I've looked at it. I, I know a lot more about it now. Back in the day when I first uh, was approached on this topic, you know, no one ever did it. Uh, but he says, you know, I, I still hold to it. He says, you know, what I did with the military is the exact same thing for everything, you know, schools and stuff. And, 
and uh, he, you know, so he, he stood his ground. He was uh, not apologetic for it. And, you know, that's one of the things I really like about President Trump. And, you know, and that that was a baiting question in a way, but he was willing to answer it. He didn't sidestep it or, you know, try to avoid answering directly. He direct as you could be. Uh, I was impressed with that. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's what we need is we need people clearly saying, no, this is wrong. This is evil. We're not for it. We're not going to you know, we're not going to be for it and push back on it. You know, and, and Trump is trying to do everything he can to kind of stay some more more moderate. Um, but, you know, the guy's pro-life. I mean, let's think about this. You know, they also asked him in an, in an argue, in interview, the interview with Meet the Press about whether he uh, was for the six-week uh, ban after six weeks on the heartbeat bill that uh, DeSantis passed, which is amazing. Praise God for DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, it's a horrible bill. Yeah, like Trump doesn't really have a it doesn't understand the, the details of the battle. Like it, it's a, it's a new human being with its own genetic makeup of each chromosomes of the mother and the father at the moment of conception. So, you know, you know, he's the, he's in the mode of like, well, I need to attack DeSantis at any, in, at any, you know, any way I can. And so of course he attacks DeSantis on that issue, but that was actually a good thing that DeSantis did. So, um, but you know, the reality is, is that, he's just trying he's trying to get himself back into office and if you want to think about it this guy is the guy who who put in the judges that overturned roe v wade so you know he's done more than any other republican president for pro-life and he went to the pro-life march he's been more pro-life than any president we've had up to this point so you know even if he's not handling if he's got certain issues he's not really strong on he there's a bunch of other ones he is and so you know or he's not very well read on i think that's the issue with that one Or he's just, he's just playing the game. You know, they usually play it in the opposite way, right? They say, oh, I'll be, I'll, I'll speak conservative, but I'll really vote very, very liberal. Right. You know, I mean, there's, there's quotes with uh, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, uh, Barack Obama, all saying, you know, uh, you know, marriage should be defined between a man and a woman. Yeah. They all said that. And yet, you know, their voting didn't go in that direction. So maybe he's doing the opposite there trying to get the votes. But when it comes down to, you know, making a policy or a vote, he'll go conservative pro-life, you know? Yeah. We, and we started a little bit late, so we got, we were going over just a few minutes here, but I, I there's a couple other ones I want to pull up here that I think are, go for it. you know, really key things that, that are happening that we need to be aware, aware of right now. You know, the battle's happening. It's, it's time for people to wake up and to, for, for us to shift. And they're they're going to try to bring in, um, you know, this was the CDC state building lit up in blue for Pfizer, recommending a new COVID mRNA booster for everyone six months and older. Pfizer's oh, latest man. booster received FDA approval by studying only ten mice. Trust the science, right? Okay, so we have to push back. We have to decide now how you're going to resist when they attempt to bring this thing um, back again because they're going to try the deep state is in a hurt a world of hurt their plans are failing they're going to try to try everything and if a unified a unified front says no not on our watch we're we're not going to um you know we're not going to mask up we're not going to take the vaccines then they have to go to the next thing they have to try something else so these are the types of things that they're throwing at here's another one that we talked about while you were gone um ron that i think is really pivotal is this um new mexico uh lawmaker tried to pass a, a 30-day ban on open and, and concealed carry. Wow. Yeah. 
I heard and, about that. Yeah, and and basically there was such an overwhelming response to the negative that she overturned it already within a few within a few days, like within a week. So if we don't, if we tell them no, we will not stand for this. If we just say no, we win. But when you acquiesce to a mandate, which is not a law that didn't go through the legislative process and voted on by the, we, the people, and you would say, Oh, well, you're a ruler and you're a leader and you're just trying to make people healthy and safe. And you just do what they tell you. You are acquiescing to their plan of using emergencies to control. She was, she was basically saying that there's a gun emergency because 11 year old got shot and that we're going to ban guns for, you know, we're gonna take guns away from law abiding citizens so that we'll stop criminals from killing people for right. 30 days. That was an attempt to see if the gun taking guns away would work. And there's also oh, it was, it was so bad. It got knocked down by a judge that was actually a Biden appointed judge. He, and he, he said he said, you know, the Supreme Court recently addressed this very same thing. And it would be going against that that uh, judgment. And so, yeah. well, he. Well, he, he and, and this woman was even attacked by uh, what's David Hogue or the whatever. Hogue. Guy. Yeah, Hogg. He's the his dad was FBI. He's his whole his whole gig and claim to fame is that he was an out of school shooting and and now he's going to get banned guns in schools. And he, even Hogg said, no, 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 that's a this you, that you can't you can't do that. Uh, and then another one just happened. The California legislator officially passed a resolution calling for a constitutional convention to add an amendment to gun control. This is Gavin Newsom. The effort led effort led by Gavin Newsom requires several other states to do the same in order to trigger the next phase. They want to call a constitutional convention to change the gun law of the Second Amendment. The final debate in the assembly made no mention of concerns held by some of the states that it could open up the Constitution to other changes with zero legal guardrails for the process, considering a convention has never happened in the modern history. So they want to change the gun, the Second Amendment. This is Gavin yeah. Newsom. And this guy wants to run for president. I mean, I know he said he's not going to, but just give him a month. I don't trust it. I don't trust him. And this just everybody know that he's. He screwed up our country or our city or our, our state. state. Now he wants to screw up the rest of the country. You say no. Just say no. Yeah. He's part of a whole family cabal. I mean, he's in with Pelosi, the Newsom or Newsom, Pelosi, Brown, and Gettys. They're, they're like four families. You gotta just do a search. Put those four names in there, do a search, and there's a chart, you know, who adopted so and so and who married into so and so. And those families. I mean, they got the water rights of, of the state. You know, they went in together and built like Squaw Valley and stuff. They did some business dealings, but they they definitely got into politics and made a lot of money off each other. Yeah, Newsom um, is a wolf, and he is part of the part of the establishment. He yep. is their their poster child, their golden child that they're going to use to try to usher in this this global communism, just like they're trying to do in Canada with T Trudeau. Trudeau. Um, here's another one, and the guy who's behind it. George Soros. And this is one of the things I want to encourage people. The billionaire Democratic George Soros is financing an army of Gen Z talk TikTokers to push to extreme left causes and praise President Joe Biden. Because you know, when you get on Twitter and you read the stuff that people are saying, you're like, this cannot be a real person. Not or not anybody who's a serious person who's actually paying attention to what's been going on the last two and a half years. And they start to, you know, so we know well, we know, but by you know. 
that Soros Open Society Foundation shelled out $5.5 million to a nonprofit Accelerate Action Incorporated in 2020 and 2021, which in turn gave at least $300,000 in 2022 to another nonprofit, Gen Z for Change, which boasts a network of 500 activists. So they're paying people to post. So if you think you're like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go to the school board. I might be the only person that thinks my way because there's all these people online that think uh, of this the total leftist agenda. Uh, maybe I'm the only one. That's their plan. That yeah. I actually think you know California went red in 2020, but their plan is to make you think that you're the only one, and that's part of the agenda of 200,000 people moving to. Uh, Texas, and they're saying, oh, no, Beto might win now because Texas is becoming purple and more blue because all those Californians are leaving California moving to Texas. That's a narrative they're spinning, and they're use, utilizing money to pay people to spin that narrative. So when they seize the election in te Texas someday, they can say, oh, it's because all those people moved from California. Yep. It's, it's all about, it's all witchcraft. It's mind control to control people. Oh, yeah. Slide of hand. I mean, you remember all those polls before uh, Biden and, and Trump, you know, you see Donald Trump. He had like mega crowds. Right. I mean, record setting crowds in, in huge stadiums. And then Biden never got out of the basement. Right. I think maybe the most shows 100 people. Yet the polls were like, oh, they're within like five points of each other. And so what happened is, is you go, oh, they're within five points of each other. Oh, I guess it could go either way. Oh, you know. Joe Biden, yeah, I got 81 million votes, you know, the most ever. Oh, I guess that's believable because, you know, he was so close to Donald Trump and yeah. Trump was filling up stadiums. And then, you know, and then what everybody said online, oh, no, this can't be real. Everybody went and they silenced the people who were saying this can't be true so yeah. that they can make you believe and make you feel like you're the only one who sees this clearly. That's what they're uh, designed to do. And this is why Musk bought, you know, Twitter and to, to, to start – not he's not uh, uh what do you call it um catapulting conservative voices there's people that are conservative voices that still haven't got back on alex jones hasn't even gotten back on uh, twitter yet right but elon musk is giving a balance back so and this i love this quote how did most of the legacy media go from superheroes of free speech to supervillains of speech suppression that's a great quote yeah yeah you know, one of the things Elon Musk might be doing by by not having Alex Jones on quite yet is because if you go too far in the minds of the public, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, I don't, you know, Alex Jones is all conspiracy, you know, and all right. that stuff. Right. That if you go too far, it'll discredit the good work you're doing. So he may be doing it in, uh, in a tampered way, you yeah. know, tempered good, way, I should say. Tempered way. That's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, if I shared everything I believe, you wouldn't believe the things that I know to be true. Right. It would discredit those things. So, uh, you know, you watch what you say until that's people are ready. That's a really good point, Ron. So, you, and that's what's happening is people have to be woken up slowly. You can't wake them up too fast. Exactly. Exactly. So, all right. Well, hey, one more, one more, one more I want to pull out um, and we'll get, we'll, we'll end with a couple of these short ones. Um, this one right here is um, there's a big run on the border. Uh, um, Bunky Works actually published this in um, 2000, or excuse me, in, uh, in uh, June, that there's um, a, a big border crisis and that the government is actually creating 
putting in uh, these camps and they they built a camp in Texas for 200,000 people, immigrants to come in. Wow. And so Mon- Monkey Works, if you guys know who he is, he's a guy that you should definitely follow. And he talks about the things that are happening. He talks about um, mostly air traffic control and w- the flights and what, what does it mean to have these f- tankers coming into this area, fueling these jets. And he's been in the mil- Air Force for many years. And then he also talks about earthquakes and um, eruptions of volcanoes. And then he also does surveillance and you know, gives, gives the Patriots some ideas about what's going on in their country. And uh, I really think that, you know, he's a good guy um, and not everything he says is perfect, you know, is a hundred percent. Nobody is, but he is bringing an eye to the reality that our constitution requires people to protect and defend our borders. And uh, if the government does not I love this point, if the government does not, um, the Constitution, by virtue of the name parts therein, authorizes the free citizens to defend themselves and their state in place of treasonous government. Note, it is not in not defending our borders, the government gives aid and comfort to a hostile foreign invasion. And this is under Article 3, Section 3 of the Constitution as properly labeled treason. So these are the types of things we're battling against. And, it, you know, it's slowly people are starting to wake up to it. Yeah, one of the disappointing things about it is no one's doing anything about when someone does treason. I mean, you had that one that one uh, politician that made it illegal to have hand carry, right? She took it away for, what, 30 days? And, you know, and it got reversed real quick, but that was a clear act of, of treason, right? Treason, yes. And somebody had brought that up, you know, some detailed uh, law saying, hey, that's – she should not – not for treason, I'm sorry. She would be removed from office instantly. It's yes. like, okay, why hasn't anyone called her to be removed? I'm right. sure she ticked a lot of people off, especially gun owners. You think somebody would at least start to push for that, saying this is clearly within this law that says you need to be removed instantly for doing that. So, yep. And last one here. I'll make this the last one. Uh, this one is uh, on, gun, or, uh, on cars. Uh, Trump tweeted, the United Auto Workers are being sold down the drain with this all-electric car scam. They're being made that are they'll be made in China because China just took over big sections of, of uh, uh, battery battery powers in uh, in uh, what is it um, Afghanistan and then they're taking over lands in Africa. Africa. And, and they made uh, they'll be made in China under Crooked Joe's China First policy. Auto workers, China First policy. Auto workers vote for Trump. I'll make. I'll make you victorious and rich. If your leaders won't endorse me, vote them out of office now with the Democrats and crooked Joe calling the shots. You'll be jobless, penniless within four years. Remember, Biden is a crook who has been paid millions of dollars by China and others. He is a Manchurian candidate. I love that. Yep. And then, of course, this is a win right here. I want to end with a win. House passes a bill prohibiting states from banning and limiting the sale of gas-powered vehicles. House lawmakers in D.C. voted 222 to 190 in favor of a bill blocking states from attempting to eliminate the sale of internal combustion engine vehicles. The, uh, this means, excuse me, this measure also would prevent the Environment Protection Agency, the EPA, from issuing waivers for such bans. So this was a huge win uh, against the deep state's agenda to demand us all go electric and control us by a central grid that you know can't even support cars, right? That are electric, you know. There's no infrastructure for them. I mean, and then of course, Ford lost like five billion 
was it five billion dollars or was it five trillion dollars? Ridiculous amount of money Ford just lost on their electric vehicle program because they just there's we're not ready for them. Even Elon Musk says, you know, we were not ready for a full hundred percent electrical car. You know, yeah, we don't have an infrastructure at all. You know, it is a it is a victory, but at the same time, it, that is really frightening. Two twenty two to 190 90. you have that many people that are completely wacko and i, I call that wacko because if you don't have an infrastructure and you put everybody in an electric car you will bring it down you will bring it down we're already pr pretty close to max and we haven't even begun to replace the amount of cars i mean there's a lot in our area silicon valley i see a lot but it's still a very small percentage especially in other places in the in the country there's just no way on earth and, you know, they, they don't want to go nuclear. They don't want to have dams. They even want to tear down dams. I mean, where are you supposed to get this power from? Is it all supposed to be solar? I mean, you know how many panels it takes just to do a car? It's it's a lot. A single car. Think about, you know, 100% of the people having this after the next 30, 40 years. Yeah, you know, get that infrastructure in first if that's what you're pushing. But, yeah, I think that absolutely frightening that 190. I mean, that's like... I don't know, 40, 45%. I'll say 40, just looking at those numbers. We're, we're, that's just too close. That's just, it should be almost yeah, unanimous that no, we're going to keep the combustion engine and let business drive it. That's it. You know, there are yeah. a lot of people who want to go electric. I mean, I work, I work at a big tech company, a high tech company actually. And, and, um, you know, they're all like drinking the Kool Aid. Oh, everybody's getting an electric car. Well, that's fine. That's their, prerogative but to make it a mandatory it's with everything you know even you know we, reading the scriptures you, know, you should give to the poor you should do all these things that that's what you should do but the minute you make it mandatory i'm going to take a tax out i'm going to take it from you and i'm going to give it to people i'm going to spend it this way all of a sudden that's not so good you know that's that's actually terrible right you know, it should be out of our own choices if you want to be a giving person then give you know and uh, I don't like where the money's going with anyway. But anyway, I think that's uh, probably a, a good wrap up. Yeah. Hey, Matt, real quick, Yes. Anthony Fauci coming up um, at Convergence on October 29th at 6 p.m. So come out. That's, that's two weeks on a Friday night. That'll be good. If you're in the Santa Cruz area, go to that. It'll be great. And you'll hear us next week talk about it as well at the Convergence Center. Yeah. The real Anthony Fauci. I just got that book on Audible. It's a 27 oh, yeah. and a half this hour read. Wake the Bear Radio on KSCO, 1080 on your AM dial.